welcome back to our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is your host, Paul. I do hope you had a lovely week, and if you didn't, I pray that you have a lovely weekend. Now, today's topic is the 10 things you should know or do as a believer. The first one on our list is know your God-given identity. Now, what does this mean to you, Paul? No, knowing your God-given identity is knowing who you are. This gives you confidence, self-esteem, and awareness, and knowing who you are and who you belong to. This changes everything because you know that you are wonderful, wonderful and fearfully made. Now, when it comes to knowing your God-given identity, when you know this, it's not easy to distract you, no matter the thoughts that the enemy tries to place in your head. This doesn't shift your focus because you know who you are. So when you know your God-given identity, it doesn't shift you when the enemy comes up against you because you know that you serve somebody that is greater than the enemy and you know where you stand in Christ. What does this mean to you, Kelly? As you said, you have to know who you are in order to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you will understand, you know, what God made you for, your purpose in Christ, your, your intended part, you must follow your destiny. And in doing so, your behavior will mirror your God-given identity, the more you agree with God about your identity, identity, identity in Christ. And we have to understand that we need to submit ourselves to, in order to understand who we are in God, right? Because this world, if you follow the influence of this world, you will be, you will be easily swayed or influenced to do things. But when you know you stand for righteousness in God, you will not, you know, go and do certain things because you know that it is wrong and the devil can't tell you nothing because you have identified yourself in Christ. You know, and the Bible speaks about a lot of things pertaining who you are. And when the enemy tells you that you are not love, you can refer to First John 3, verse 3, which says, I am love. When the word said, I don't accept you, you can refer to Ephesians 1, verse 6, which says, I am accepted. When they, they do their, your parents disown you. You can say, I am a child of God. You can refer, you can go to John 1, verse 12. You know, you can go to the Bible and realize that you are so many things, and God is so many things to you. And when you mess up, you know, you can ask God for forgiveness. It's right in the Bible, Colossians 1, verse 14, which says, I am redeemed and forgiven. You know. I am free from condemnation, Romans 8, verse 1. These are the things we should know as Christians. These are the things we should go back to. Because when the enemy tells you that you are nothing, you can say, I am something in the body of Christ because you are intended to do something because you are born in this world, not by mistake, but by purpose. Um, the next topic is... Uh, know your opponent so knowing your opponent is very important in your walk with christ now knowing your opponent is not the bossy 
the bossy co-worker is not the, the neighbor that hates you, is not the person that, that, that tries to hurt you 24 7 it's not the person don't know don't get it wrong now when you're a believer we all have one thing in common the enemy as a believer mm-hmm. the devil is our enemy if you know this then you know how to overcome the enemy now when you know your opponent this is very important you can't go to battle and you don't know who you are warring against now as believers we should know that our opponent is the devil from the beginning of this earth was created when god made adam and eve the serpent the enemy put himself in the place of a serpent and went and 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 told them what to do to to pull them off the path that they were treading now when you know your enemy you know how to defeat him. And one thing where person where, where we as believers go wrong is that we underestimate the enemy at times because we're putting him like, remember, when God cast him out of heaven, he did not take anything from him. What he has given to him is gift. He did not take it away from him. So what we do as believers, we, we underestimate him at times saying he can't do this and he can't do that. Where actually if we feed on the word of God, we would know that, guess what? He can do this and he can do that. But if you're constantly underestimating the opponent, you're underestimating your enemy, then you're going to always lose the battle as a believer. Even though the battle is won and given to us, but mentally and spiritually speaking, you would lose the battle because you are underestimating your enemy you won't know where to strike him because you are underestimating in that area and if you know your enemy then you need to research on your enemy you need to know guess what my enemy can do this and you don't put nothing past the enemy because the enemy doesn't wait and he doesn't come to play with us but he comes to kill steal and destroy so what are your views on this kelly knowing your opponent you know I think we as Christians underestimate the devil, right? And we tend to not be sober-minded when it comes on to the things of the devil. Because in 1 Peter 5 verse 18, it says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking somebody to devour. See, now... We think that the enemy is going to come in, you know, and just start making trouble. But the enemy is very smart, you know, Paul. He's not going to tempt you with something that you don't tempt yourself with, you know. He uses your weaknesses to get at you. And when you know that, whether you're a believer or not, you need to know these things. You know, you need to know what triggers you. You need to know what is your temptation so you can be strategic you see you know the devil is going to put something in front of you that you already want that your flesh already wants but when you understand who he is and what he does you can better fight for yourself in the spiritual realm when you're praying because you know what to pray against and you know what to pray for for god to strengthen you with you understand? Enough people don't spend the time to read their Bibles or pray to understand who the devil is because the Bible tells you who he is. And it says so in Paul, in First Peter, sorry, 5 verse 18, he's like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He's like one. 
And we have to understand that our father is a lion of the tribe of Judah. That means he, the God is the lion, but the devil is like the roaring lion. We have to understand, as you said, our identity. When we know who we are in Christ, we know who the opponent is and we know how to fight him. And we need to understand that it's not a physical fight because the Bible said we rest not against flesh and blood. You can understand that now. And what's the next topic on our list? Well, know your God-given authority. Sorry. Knowing your yes. God-given authority. Mm-hmm. Now, when you know your God-given authority, no devil can defeat you nor touch you mm-hmm. when you know the power that you have. When you know the yeah. authority that was given to us. Now, let me tell you something. The Bible speaks of the, the, the God gave us dominion and power over all things before we were even placed yeah. on the earth. And when we were placed, that, 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 that dominion was fulfilled. No, he did not take it back from us. So we have dominion to tread upon scorpions and serpents, spiritually speaking. Mm-hmm. We have that power and authority. Now, God said to us that he has mm-hmm. given us the keys to both heaven and to earth. He has given us the key to, to whatsoever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. Whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. So whatsoever yes. do, we have that authority and power. But if you don't know that you have that authority, it's your bad because we have, a, we, have a, we have a compass. What most believers miss is that we have every solution that we need, every remedy to every, everything that we are facing now is in the Bible. We, we have that remedy. We have that solution. Say, so if you are a believer and you are feeding on the word of God, you should know the authority that you hold. That you, if the enemy come up against you and the enemy tell you that you are not good enough, as you said before, you have scriptures to back it. You have that back it if you have that tool to say you have that authority to tell the enemy, yes, you think that I am not loved, but God gave his only begotten son. So whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Who is willing to give up their child for you? Ask myself this. Nobody that's really honest who is willing to give up their life for years. Persons will say it as a joke, but to be honest, if you look at it, he has given up his only begotten son for us, which means he loves us that much that he will give up such a precious treasure to him for us so if you look at it we have that authority and power to lose things on earth and the next topic is very important too because if we lose if we tell ourselves that guess what i'm going to lose breakthroughs in my life i'm going to lose breakthroughs in my family's life i'm going to lose breakthroughs in my neighbor's life if you have that thief you can tell a mountain. Remember, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell a mountain to move. So if you can yes. tell a mountain to move, if you can lose breakthroughs and believe that those breakthroughs are already loose, they are loose in heaven. So if you have that authority to tell up heaven that, guess what, I'm losing breakthroughs, I'm, I'm expecting breakthroughs for these persons, you have that authority. So you have to know the authority you have to overcome your opponent. We have that authority to overcome whatever the enemy sends us out. Everything that he sends us out, there's a, there's a remedy, there's a solution. And this is what we miss at times because we don't know the authority we have. So we take the, everything that the enemy throws at us, we take it and we, 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 we take every blow, every hit, because we don't know the authority that we hold. What does this mean to you? Well, first, for me, I have to understand what authority is, you know? 
And in Luke uh, 10, verse 19, Jesus is referring to a type of authority that is not based on raw force. It is delegated authority. You know, an example of this is when a police officer walks out in front of traffic, he raises his hand to stop the traffic, right? Yeah. He's not using his own sheer power to do so, rather he's using the delegated authority that comes with wearing his uniform. And you know that the law is on his side. So we take this biblically now. In Christ, you have that authority. You are not fighting the force of darkness with your own strength. You're fighting them with God's authority in Christ. You have all of God's strength behind you. And that's just an incredible fact. Because God Almighty himself is driving, is the driving force behind your authority, behind my authority, as a matter of fact. Being strong in the Lord and uh, uh, and being strong in the Lord and the might of his might. Say that that's referring to Ephesians 6, verse 10. And that means you may stand in front of the devil, raising your hand and saying no, knowing that you are supported by God. You know? So and true. when we understand, yeah, when we understand our authority in God, we know now that it belongs to us. And we are the body of Christ, according to First uh, Corinthians 12, verse 27. Jesus is the head. We know this. Jesus is the head and we are the body. And it is through the body that the authority is maintained. And that's just something I never looked at until now. And Jesus' authority on earth was handed to his body, the church. The body being the church. And when he rose from the dead, you know, when Christ was, was risen, we were also risen in his eyes, you know? Yeah. It says in, um, I think it's Ephesians 2 verse 6, um, that God says, rise up from the dead along with Christ and sit and and, and seated us with him in the, the heavenly realms because we are united in Christ Jesus. Both the head and the body are seated in the place of power and, and, and authority next to God. So that means we have God and then you have us, which is the body of Christ. So we have authority under God. That implies that you have to take a seat. You have to know who you are, whose you are. You have to know what authority is and know, and know, know that it belongs to you. So take a seat. You are in a position of authority and you are God's here, meaning is, is, is princess and, and princes. That's in Romans 8 verse 17, right? That implies that you have ownership of all is own including his authority and now we have to know how to use it you know the scripture um ephesians 1 20 and ephesians 2 16 it indicates that we are seated with god in christ opening the door to exert our exercise our authority in christ so I would recommend that we dwell on them until you are truly, you know, comprehended, until you truly comprehended revelation that you are seated with him.
and that you are the you that you are the one through whom he moves meaning that god because you have submitted yourself to god and his authority god can move through you yes you know then 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 when 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 that happens you are you you are exercising your authority declaring what god word says in jesus name see that authority can be referred to a uh, uh, I think 1 Peter 2 verse 24 would say a sickness I command you to leave my body in Jesus name. You are commanding it with the authority that you have through Christ. You see by his stripe by his stripe I am here. Yeah, use the authority right there so. You understand? So there's a lot of things you can look at and there's a lot of things you should meditate upon. And to know that Jesus is your father and he's giving you his authority. It's just that you need to understand what it is and how to use it and know that the devil can't touch you when you are under God's authority, you know? Yeah. What's the next topic now? Number four, be careful of what you speak and think. No, this is a very serious one when it comes to the believers. Because we tend to make mistakes and we say what we feel like saying and we think. Remember, we sin even we know it not. No, everything, majority of the time, we sin in our thoughts. We, think, we sin in our mind. We sin up here when nobody not seeing, nobody not hearing, but just us and God. No, the words and thoughts of our containers of power, they can carry in power from the kingdom of God are the kingdom of darkness you choose this one of this this one of your most powerful weapon against pulling down strongholds now yeah. if you can believe that the mountain in front of you can move you can move the mountain in front of you just by believing it will move that's how mm-hmm. powerful your thoughts and your mind is now, if you can believe that, guess what? I'm going for my master's and I have the authority, I have the power. I, I, I can put my mind to it. Once you put your mind to it and you believe, you can get that master's. It's not, that, not only about spiritual things, but if yeah. you believe up here that you can do it, then everywhere else on your body, you will start to think that you can do it. You will start to hack as if you have already won the battle. No. This is one of the most powerful things when it comes to pulling down strongholds. The Bible, the Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. What you think is what you speak. What you, what, what you feed yourself with, what you store inside is what you speak. Yeah. So if you're a person that likes to gossip, it's a person that likes to speak about other person's business and you like to feed yourself on it. Immediately when you start to speak, you're going to start to speak other person business, you're going to start to join conversation that 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 contains those type of stuff that you like because out of the abundance of your heart, the most speaks. And also a person thinks so they are. Change your thoughts, change your word, and God power will change your life. No one says this. God power will change your life. No, as a believer, what we speak and what we think is very important. Because when you're growing and you say certain stuff to a person, if you are telling them the wrong thing, then you are leading them on the wrong path. So you have to be careful at all times what you say 
as a believer in Christ. And I remember saying this one time at a, at a, at a meeting. I was, a prayer, I was the speaker at a prayer breakfast. And I remember saying this, that as believers, we like to go out there and tell the unsaved that my God is powerful. My God is mighty. My God is the deliverer. Nothing is wrong with what you're saying. But if you are not living up what you're speaking, what if you're not living up to what you're thinking, it doesn't make any sense because you're going out there to tell them that God has delivered you. But when you face trials and tribulation, you disappear. It doesn't make any yes. sense. You have to speak and do. You have to do what you speak and what you think. Not only just think it, but do it. This is very important because we tend to think and speak, but we don't do the action that we speak. What does this say to you? I mean, we can refer, refer um, Proverbs 18, verse 21, which says the tongue can bring life or death to those who, who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, this is very key, and it's very simple, too, because... When you speak life over your life, you know, blessing will flow. Even if you're not in an ideal situation, but you know who God is and you know that God will deliver you. Now, when you get up every single day and speak badly about yourself and about your situation, you will never get out of it because you are in, in terms manifesting your downfall. Because the devil is using the words that you speak about yourself against you. And then now you're wondering where God is. If you say, God, deliver me and believe that to be true, God will deliver you. You know, you have to have the, the faith of a mustard tree to understand that, you know, if I speak this word and just let it be, it will come true. It might not come on your timing, you know, but it will come true. And that is what most believers need to understand that when you pray for something, it does not necessarily mean it's what you need. Sometimes it's what you want. And God is showing you and telling you that that is not what you need right now. You don't need it right, right now, but you will get it soon when I know that you are ready because we seem to rush things and rush God's timing. And sometimes God will give us what we prayed for, and then it just it, it, it does destroy because we were one we not we were not ready for it, we were not prepared, and it was not the right timing. So when you're going out, be very careful of what you say over yourself, what you say over your family, what you say over your friend, what you say over your life, whatever whatever you say over your your walk with Christ, be positive. You know, every day is not going to be easy. But when you get up and say, Jesus, deliver me. Jesus, I am blessed. You know, I, I am worthy. I am loved. You know, I am a, I'm a conqueror. I'm victorious. I am, I am established, anointed, and sealed by God. That's 2 Corinthians 1, verse 27. I do not have the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. You see, when we are going through troubles and trials, go into the Bible, please. Whatever you're going through, the solution is in the Bible. And speak life over yourself, no matter what the situation is. No matter what you're going through, 
you ball out, cry to God and say, God, this is my situation and I know you can do it. Amen. And believe that. Amen. Believe it. You understand? Some Christians need to get radical because I don't believe that we could ever reach to the heights of the disciples in the Bible and the men and the women of God because we are doubting. You see, doubt is our downfall. And sometimes we have said, the devil in our way. The devil don't see you. You are in your own way. You have to understand that you are a warrior in Christ. You are fighting battles with your prayer. A simple prayer. You see, when when person get up every day and then pray this long two-hour prayer, and nothing, and nothing, no reaches to heaven because they did not believe that two-hour prayer, but somebody pray for five minutes and believe the word of God and it comes true. Right? Saying that you believe in God and actually doing it is two different things. And the more you say things, the more you, you believe it. So every day I get up and say, I am redeemed. I have said until you are redeemed. You say, I am loved. You say it until you feel loved. Because it, it is there for you. God's grace, God's love, God's mercy, God's forgiveness is there for you. It's just that you need to speak it into me and believe what you say because life and death is in the power of your tongue. That is Proverbs 18, verse 30, 21. Sorry. Write it down, mark it in your Bible, and live by that word. Mm. Yes. Number five That's says, my- let your faith speak for you. Now, this is very important. When it comes to God, it is... No matter how you can pray like Paul and Silas, if mm-hmm. you don't have faith, it's not going to happen. Not it is impossible to, to please God without faith. The only thing that pleases God is your faith. The only thing that pleases God, as I, I'm saying it again, is your faith. No matter yes. how you can pray, it is not going to shape. There is not going to be a great earthquake. If you don't believe Mm-mm. in what you are praying for and it comes back down to your mind. If you don't believe yes. in your mind, how is it going to happen? If, it's, if you don't have no faith in what you are praying for. And now I've wrote down a little something and as it pertains to faith. Allow your faith to demonstrate in your actions. Don't just say you believe you are the righteous of, righteousness of God through Christ. And then when crisis hits you, you become frazzled. Let mm-hmm. your life be faith-filled and live like you believe the words you read in your Bible. It is not about memorization. It is about the revela- revelation and transformation. So it's not mm-hmm. about what you, you, you get up every day. And you read, you read the Bible. Yes, it's good to feed upon the word of God because we cannot overcome the enemy unless we have the word of God. But if you're not, if you if you get up every day and read scriptures upon scriptures, you can memorize them from top to bottom without missing a word. But you don't believe in those words. It doesn't make any sense. You don't believe that those words can change your situation. You don't believe. Remember, the word became flesh for us, which was Jesus. No, if he has became flesh for us, he know what it is like for us to walk as believers in Christ. So if you can believe and you can say, mighty God, I don't have any food on my table, but by faith, I know that you will provide for me. Yes, he's going to provide for you once your faith is there. But if you're going to get up and you're going to read the Bible and you're going to say, God, 
I need some food right now. But you don't believe, you're not looking to him to say, okay, I'm, I'm looking to Jesus to see what he's going to do. You, instead, you go out there, you try to find it for yourself instead of waiting on him mm-hmm. to come to you. You don't give him any space to work. When it comes to faith, mm-hmm. you have to give God space to work your faith. You have to exercise the faith that you have. If you, say, if you ask him for something by faith, give him the chance to do it for you. Don't take it up in your hands and see if he's taking too long. I'm going to do it. And then when it goes all wrong, you're going to say, God caused it to happen. No, allow your faith to demonstrate here in your actions. Yes. Over to you. Uh, my view is, is similar to yours. See, when he speaks something, as you said, you should believe it and don't go out and do it yourself. Let God work. Give God some room to work. And a, 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 a verse, our two verses that came to me was Mark 11, 23 to 24, which says, I, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen but you must really believe what happened and have no doubt in your heart i tell you you can pray for anything and if you believe that you have received it it will be yours this is a new living translation i think yeah and this is saying to me that as you said if you're if you're praying for food and you don't have not you don't have nothing in 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 the house. And you say, God, I'm going to put down a pot, a boiling water, and I believe in you that you will send somebody with some yam, banana, potato, because you know who God is, and that is nothing to God because God can literally move mountains. God literally created you, so Him, um making a way for you him providing for you is nothing really it's nothing hard so if you believe that god is going to prepare something for you i sent somebody with something for you to cook it is simple you put on the pot and you wait until the person come knock at your door and give you the potato and the yam that you asked for you know and i can see where i was not uh uh where where i did not have a strong faith because I noticed this about myself. When I pray for something, I wanted quick and fast results, right? And when I didn't see it, I was like, God was not hearing me. My prayer didn't go. I started to doubt myself, starting to doubt God, you know? But now, when I pray for something, Paul, you see, if I, if I, if I see that it's not coming right now, I know it's not time yet. If I see come right on time, I know God meant it to come my way. So me getting up every morning and say, God, today, I hope, for example, that today I hope I get paid so I can do whatever it is I want. I'm not going to constantly check my bank account to see if the money reach. I'm going to say, God, all right, time now to check. I thank you for this. And you look, it's there. Because I believe, so God will work it out for you. Before, I would not do that. I was very on and off with my faith. And every time 
I did not get what I want, I would kind of stray away from God. But I've realized that I have to humble myself, you know, Paul. That's the realization that I came to. Humbling myself and just knowing that whatever I pray for will come true because that's the faith that God given me, right? That's the faith I should have. And we should have Moses-like faith because just imagine you standing at the Red Sea and standing, telling it to part, but actually not believing that it will part. The Israelites, they would have died. So true. They, they, they would have died. But Paul, no, no, Pete, no Moses, no knew who God was, and he said, God will part the, the direct key for me because he is God. We have to know who God is in a, And to know who God is, we need to stay in the word, as I've been emphasizing, stay in the word. Build a relationship with God so you can know who he is, so your faith can become stronger. And when you pray for something, believe it's coming. As I said before, God's timing is always perfect. God's timing is always perfect. And when you prayed for something and you believe it's coming, just because it did not come on your time does not mean it is not coming. I believe yeah. that, that, that you said something really you you said something really important just now. Moses standing at the Red Sea. Looking at Moses as a perfect example of what we're saying tonight is that no Moses knew who we are and he knew who he belongs to. If you look at Moses knew that, guess what? It is, uh, I was ordained, appointed, and sent to, to escort the people of Israel out, out of problem, out of the harms of Pharaoh. So he knew who we are, who he was, and who he is, and he know who he belongs to. He, he know that Pharaoh was the opponent, so he wasn't going to play with Pharaoh, he wasn't going to beg Pharaoh, but he asked. He went and he know who his opponent was. Now he know the authority that he had. Probably not the same time, but he eventually he knew the authority that he had, because when God told him to throw down his staff, and he threw down the staff, the, his, his staff became a snake or a serpent and he overcome the other snakes. So if you look at it, he knew the authority that he had and he knew what he was doing. He, he, he let his faith speak for him because he's standing at the Red Sea telling it to part, to escort millions of people across the Red Sea was something really big, but he had the faith and he knew that if we stand here and look back at our opponent approaching us rapidly, it wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't bring any glory to God standing, reaching this far and losing the battle. But they st he stood there by faith and, he, and God gave him a, a, a mission and said, tell the Red Sea to part. And he lifted up his staff and it, it is faith. Yeah, it takes faith to do what you need to do. And when in, patience plays a big role in your faith. Yes. If you understand what I'm saying. If you're not patient, when you're going to ask God for something, then it doesn't make sense you ask him. Even though he said, ask and it shall be given, knock and it shall be opened, seek and you shall find. But if you ask him and you're not going to wait on him to come through, you don't have a job for months, for years, and you ask him to provide a job for you. And you're not going to wait on him to come through with that job for you, then 
why why was the sense did you ask him what was the sense that you're asking for the job if you're not going to give him space time and just wait and and trust that he's going to come through for you so that patient plays a big role in our faith when it comes to god number six pray decree and declare now these three words are very powerful when you pray you're uh, you're seeking the face of god when it comes to prayer pray and seek god's face ask the holy spirit to guide and direct your prayers now use the word of god to declare decree and establish the authority of god's word in your life our negative spiritual influence sorry declare decree and establish the authority of god's word in your life over negative and spiritual influences this means those negative thoughts feeling of jealousy envy and revenge are revenge you need to reject them and insert what god says on the matter instead now when it comes to these three words prayer is a form of communication when it comes to god so if you're not going to pray to him all right if you want to find out what your friend is doing, you're going to ask him. You're going to call him on the phone. You're going to say, oh, I didn't see you at school today. Oh, I didn't see you at work today. But what we, we miss as believers is that prayer isn't, prayer hasn't been a part of our lives at times. We, we, our prayer, the word of God says, man should always pray and faint not. No, when it comes to prayer, you're communicating with God. You're, you're taking your time. Just as though you're talking to your friends on the phone for hours, you can pray and speak to God through your prayer for hours. If you're just hoping your, your, yourself to God, tell him that, guess what? I need something from you and I, I need answers. And I just need you to interact with me. And you speak to God. That is what prayer is all about. Now declare and decree. You're establishing the authority that was given to you. It comes back down again, the authority. So if you don't know the authority you have, or are you going to declare and decree stuff in your life over negative influences? You can't decree and declare stuff in your life and you don't know the authority you have. No, when you decree and you declare stuff, you, you believe, you have the faith to... No, this is a full package, you know, because you're speaking to God and you're saying to him, I need that job. You're declaring the job in the atmosphere and you're decreeing, you're establishing that, guess what? I need the job and I'm waiting on you. This comes with your faith. This takes your faith as well. I am waiting on that job. God, I put my faith on this. So you're telling him that, guess what? I am asking you for a job and you release it in the atmosphere. So you know, so guess what? You walk every day with your head high knowing that God is going to come through for you with that job. So you're not just only praying because, oh, they asked me to pray. Or I'm very tired, so I can't pray right now. Yes, all of us feel that way at times. I'm going to be honest. At times, I don't feel like praying. At times, I don't feel like declaring anything. I don't feel like decreeing anything. But it is the right thing to do. What is your thoughts on these three words? Um, as you said, Prayer is communication. To me, it's it's making a request in a humble manner or addressing God. You can pray and confess. You can make your supplication be known. Or you can be thankful, give God thankful 
no be 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 thankful for what he has done for you because sometimes i feel like christians believe that praying is asking god for things always not not saying god thank you for waking me up this morning thank you for providing for me you know not like uh are like um god I've seen, please forgive me, I've done so and so, you're confessing, you know, making a supplication be known, but in a humble way. I think people need to humble themselves sometimes when they're praying. Sure. And 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 when when they're going through certain things, you know, they pray one time. But in First Thessalonians 5 verse 16, says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you so that one prayer we are going to pray do we not going to work i'm not saying because you are a, you are, you are a new yeah, you are a new faith believer. You're going to be able to pray throughout the week. But prayer life is important. Prayer life is communication with God. And even when you are in a good situation, go find your knee and say, thank you, Jesus. Because without him, it couldn't be possible. Nothing that you do would be possible if God was not in it. If you're in your job-like situation, you give praises to God. Even when you don't know, see no food on the table, you got praise because you woke up this morning and you're walking in your purpose. You might not have food to eat that day, but your smile, your 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 your, your present or your speech can help somebody with their walk with Christ. You know you are going out and you are a reflection of God, right? So even in a, in a job like situation, don't make anybody know. You stay in your prayer. You pray. You you even be um make a prayer room. You go in there and you pray. It does not have to be one hour long. It could be five minutes, ten minutes. You go in there, you pray and pray without season because we are wrestling not against flesh and blood. Remember that. Now, a decree. Um, a decree is an act of speaking aloud God's word basically we have to we have to be given authority 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 sorry by Jesus to make this decree in our sphere of influence and when we do so we are beginning to manifest God's will in our spiritual lives we can refer Job 22 verse 28 which says, um, thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established on thee and the light shall shine upon thy ways. You know, when you decree something, you're establishing it. You are therefore putting out God, God's will in your atmosphere, in your spiritual walk, in your spiritual life, sorry. And when you declare, you are making something be known to show that the eyes are are to 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 declaring you can't cut that part out and start when we say declaring is to make things be known to manifest 